Welcome to the Wisdom Talk Radio Show, bringing you insight, illumination, and inspiration in service to the world. We are a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living, conscious business, conscious relationships, conscious community, and conscious evolution. Hello and welcome. This is Gifanjali Hemp, founder of Centara System. And Centara System is a deeply integrative energy healing modality and model. And I use it in working with students and with clients. I teach trainings for professional and personal growth and development, awakening consciousness in these evolutionary times. So one of the questions I often get asked um, in the context of working with students and clients is this question of, do you have to feel it to heal it? Meaning when working with pain, trauma, suffering, when reorganizing old outdated structures in the process of healing and awakening, the question is, do we have to feel it to heal it? And my answer is twofold. My answer is yes, and in a very specific way. So yes and no. So I want to talk about how I answer this question, how I speak about this when I'm working with people. So in order to transform something or transmute something, we have to presence it. We absolutely have to be able to completely, clearly, directly interface with, engage with, connect to, and feel something. We have to be able to be with it and accept it completely. Now, there has to be a foundational level of resource established first. If we feel all of the feelings associated with past trauma or wounded experiences, we can get lost in a cycle of pain and suffering. And it's very difficult to get out. And if we dig deep into our old wounds and suffering, it's an endless pit. It will continue to go deeper and deeper as our suffering is connected to the suffering of all humanity. And it's a current that is immense and endless on some level. So in order to be able to actually interface with our suffering and our wounds in a way that makes sense and makes them transmutable, transformational, that we can actually heal them, we have to first establish a base of resource. And so establishing a base of resource is a way of connecting to the strength and integrity of who it is that we really are. And in some moments, we can access that really well and easily. And in other moments, we can't so much. So having practices or ways of learning how to come to a clearer, higher, more neutral, and more joyful baseline are really, really important. So oftentimes, we'll go and see someone to help and facilitate that process. We'll go and see a healer or a therapist or someone who can hold the space for us where they're holding resource and ideally they're helping us learn how to hold our own resource. And again, that's a feeling of stability when I'm speaking about resource, a feeling of stability and sense of knowing of oneself beyond the level of the trauma and the wound. So another way that I speak about this is that there really is no enemy. There is no other. There is nothing that we're trying to, uh, to win over. However, if the trauma or the pain or the wound was an enemy, (laughs) we need to be bigger than it. Our capacity to hold, to presence, and to witness needs to be bigger than whatever it is that's arising that we're trying to help transform. 
So one of the practices that I like to offer people is a practice of building resource. And we have lots of meditations and ways of doing that within Centara System. And if you ever want to go look at the website, it's centarasystem.com. In the podcast, there's a toroidal field meditation and there's some simple classes and practices that help you really find a resource space at any time, at any moment in time in your day and in your life. But a simple way of saying this is in any moment, If you can find any small corner of your experience that is pleasurable, maybe it's a thought, maybe it's a sound or a sensation, even if it's just the corner of your big toe or the feel of sunlight or breeze playing against your skin. So even in the most difficult of circumstances, if you can find a little bit of pleasure, And then begin to talk to yourself about what that feels like. So you grow the sensation of goodness. And then you can translate it to energy. Meaning, if I feel the sensation of sunshine on my hand, and that feels good, I can start to describe it to myself and call it warm and light. And maybe it has a color. Maybe it has golden and pink. And it feels soft and cloud-like and diffuse. And it has a quality of gentle pulsing. And so from that, if I can begin to grow my experience of that pleasurable sensation, and then imagine that beginning to completely surround me, envelop me, and fill me up, immediately my nervous system begins to recalibrate. My breathing begins to change. My thoughts begin to slow down. And from this place, I can interface with what's arising in my life much more easily with much less of a reactive stance. So it's this moment-to-moment learning how to rewire based on what we're focusing our intention on to be the input that is what is directing our experience or framing our experience. So that's a simple thing in a, in a small-scale, day-to-day mundane issue. Now, if I'm working with someone and we're going into deeper traumas, deeper trigger places and states, what we want to do is create a larger field of resource And so again, here, I will talk to the person I'm working with and ask them what feels positive to them, what feels resourceful to them in their life in general. Sometimes it will be thoughts of family members or children and the love they feel for them and receive from them. Sometimes it will be something in nature, trees that they're used to associating with or going to the ocean or to a river or mountains. And I have them expand to connect to those things. So their field begins to grow and they start to feel maybe the mountain range range far off in one direction and the river far off in another and the ocean in another direction. They begin to feel these tendrils of light connecting them to these vast, strong resource points that anchor them, that reflect them, that know them and hold them in the truth of who they are. And maybe we need to get even bigger, maybe extending out, feeling out into space and feeling a connection of stars in every direction. Again, these giant, natural, massive forms, some would even say beings, that have existed for eons of time, that have watched the cycles of life and death and this and that rise and fall and rise and fall again. They give us spaciousness to contextualize whatever ripples that are small by comparison that we have undergone or are undergoing. So if we can expand our awareness in such a way and feel held by that expanded knowledge 
of the truth of who we are. Again, all these vast beings anchoring, all these vast energies anchoring a knowledge of the truth of who we are connected to us by filaments of light that connect into the center and core of who we are within ourselves. To feel held and framed in that, from that place again, there is an expanded sense of stability and goodness that we can settle into. And from that place, when we look back upon whatever place of trauma that's held in some part of our body or in some part of our psyche or our mind, there begins to be a way that within the larger context, it is like a small pebble in a vast and open sea. And if we can frame our awareness in such a way that we're very current and present with the vast and open sea, the movement of those tides, the coherence and the fullness and the stability and the benevolence of the vastness of the universe, then that small pebble can begin to reorganize pretty easily. We can presence it fully without being carried away by it, without fully identifying with it, without believing it completely. We can welcome it in and presence it and hold it and listen to every detail of the pain, the trauma, and the suffering from a vaster perspective that allows it to begin to unwind, unfurl, reorganize into a new awareness. And this is how we actually transmute and transform our wounds into our wisdom. It's an alchemical process because that wounded place, as it begins to reintegrate with the whole, it transforms the current of the entire universe. It actually transforms the ripples and the matter and material that is making us up, that's comprising us. So what happens is our wounds literally become our wisdom. The place where we were hurt as it's integrated becomes a new sense of, of knowing, of direction, of boundaries, of expression, of creativity, of self-knowledge in a way that's very grounded and tangible and real. And it actually becomes a medicine and a potent remedy to whatever that wound was created by in the first place. So for example, if we were wounded in such a way that there was abuse in our history, as we heal that wound and reintegrate it, we will become a container and an emanation of wisdom around proper, I don't know if that's quite the right word, but uh, more congruent power dynamics. If our wounding was around addiction, as we heal and integrate that wound, it will become a wisdom and an emanation of aligned desire and fulfillment. So the importance of being able to actually transmute our wounds, to be able to meet them and transform them is so deeply important as an evolutionary aspect of our own being and of all humanity ultimately. And if we go either route, I'm going to go back to the question of do we have to feel it to heal it? Yes, we absolutely have to feel it to heal it, but from a clear, stable, and balanced perspective. And sometimes we need help to get to that place to be able to hold it and feel it in a way that is therapeutic and not damaging. The other side that happens is that sometimes people feel it too much and dive in, but sometimes people will do the opposite and they'll go into a place of bypass. And so what they'll do is they'll find resource. They'll find a way to connect to stability, to a vast, vaster uh, perspective. 
and then they'll just stay there because it feels good there. And it's really scary in that moment to think about reaching back and being willing to feel or listen to the point of pain. And if we don't go back and feel and listen to the point of pain, we lose the wisdom. We lose the capacity to directly engage and transform our relationship and experience of trauma and wound. We lose our ability to become an emanation of healing around those things that were once wounding. And when we bypass in that way, it does even more damage in the sense that it creates a schism within ourselves. It creates a schism where there's a polarizing that happens within us. There's a place that has this immense connection to resource and beauty and grace, but there's still a place within us that's also deeply wounded and traumatized because we haven't done anything with that. It still exists even though we're not identifying or aware of it in the moment. And if you live in that kind of a state, in a deeply polarized, bypassy state, what happens is sooner or later as you're bumbling along your life, something's going to hit that trauma point and it's going to trigger it. And when it gets triggered, there's no bridge between those two aspects of self. And so you don't know how to come out of the trigger trauma zone and come back into a state of resource very well. So in the process of creating resource and going back and reorganizing the places of wounding and trauma, diving back in and, and really fully presencing all that is and transforming it and transmuting it into something new, alchemically becoming more whole and healed and wise, there's nowhere to get lost anymore. There is no wound to get triggered into or trauma to be relived. It has been integrated fully. This happens for us individually and it also happens for us collectively. So if, if we live from a place of bypass and there's that polarization that happens where we get identified and attached to a state of absolute joy and bliss and yet there's these trauma pockets that are sitting hidden because ultimately we're afraid. We're afraid of losing ourselves if we ever go back and feel those things or if we ever go back and listen to those parts of self. We live in that bypass state, we'll also see that in the outside world. We'll bypass those things occurring in the world around us. We will not be able to interface with the suffering and the pain that's going on that we see in the world. And that again creates more polarity in the world around us. And now more than ever, we need to reach our hand across these supposed lines and help people and help ourselves to integrate and reorganize into a higher level of connection and of expression through finding resource and stability and integrating the parts that are wounded and transmuting and transforming them into shared and collective wisdom. So again, thanks so much for listening. This is Gathanjali Hemp, founder of Centara System, and you can check out um, all of the resources that are available around using this modality and model with lots of meditations and practices and podcasts and things at centarasystem.com. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.